Welcome to another podcast with City Edge Church. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope you enjoy this message. We're going to continue our series called Sticks and Bricks. And uh, I've got a whole bunch of bricks here. And I thought, that was great. I've got a bit of a pile of bricks out the back of my house. So I thought, isn't it great that I get to use them for something? Like, it's great, you know? And uh, I'm going to build a mailbox out of them, or I'm going to do something with these bricks. But uh, they're there, but at least they've been useful for preaching, which has been awesome. But I love, I was having a look this week, uh, because this this series is all about uh, relationships, and uh, we all deal with relationships in our lives, don't we? Unless you're a hermit and live out in the bush somewhere, you're going to deal with people at some point in your life, okay? And, uh, and so we have, we have relationships in marriage, family, uh, we work with people, we're at university with people in our lectures and choose, we're, we're at the gym with, alongside people, we have neighbors, there's people around us everywhere, we're in church life together, relationships is a part of our lives. And, uh, and, and today... Uh, you know, uh, just to start off this message, I was having a look this week about, you know, just thinking along the lines of construction and, uh, you know, building with bricks instead of sticks. And uh, as I was looking at construction memes, I came up with the you had one job memes. Who's ever seen those? Yeah, you had one job. So I thought we'd just start with this this morning. And uh, the first to come up is like right turn only. Okay. Like seriously, you had one job. That was it. So, uh, okay, now on to the next one. Cool. You have one job, stairs going down, handrails going up. All right, just hang on, just hang on. Yeah, cool. Next one is uh, the projector with the fan right there. Man, it's hot in here. Gosh, you had one job. All right, the next one. All right, bum up. Cool, you're gonna be bum up if you hit that thing too fast. Yeah, yeah. Cool, and this is my favorite of all, my favorite. Nolds McDoo. All right, great, fantastic. Where are you going for lunch? I'm in the Nord's McDude. Best burgers there. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was going on in this guy's life, the tradesman here. Maybe he had 10 jobs on in one day, but seriously, to not look at the sign once you're done. Nord's McDude, I love that. Cool, so good. So, you know, building around relationships and uh, knowing that when we are investing into our relationships, we want to invest in things that are solid, that are based on the biblical principles. And, and when we look at that, we're, we're saying, hey, that's, that's like building with bricks. You know, if we build with sticks, it's kind of like, you know, if a storm comes or, or something changes or we get a shift in some area of our lives. You know, if we build off principles that are like sticks, that are, that are untangible and won't hold, they may not hold through the tough times in life. We want to build up the Word of God. How many can say amen to that? Of the principles of God that help our marriages, help our families, help our relationships go to the next level. And today we're going to focus in on marriage and, and talking about marriage today. Now I know that, that there's, there's many of us who are here today that are married. Uh, maybe there's some that have been married and, and you're not married anymore. Uh, maybe there's others that you'd like to get married one day or you've been married and want to be married again. Uh, and I think that at some point, in some way, most of us are going to deal and have something to do with marriage in our lives. And, uh, and I just want to say today, no matter what's going on in your world, no matter what's happened in your life, uh, you know, this message today is about giving principles that help on the journey. 
Uh, but also, if you have been hurt in some way or something's happened in your world when it comes to marriage, we just want to let you know God loves you. He has a plan for your life. He is a restoring God. He can restore your heart, your soul, your life so that you can have a future that He has for you. And God's got the best future for your life, no matter what relationships have looked like in your world. And when we start with marriage today, uh, I want to start with this very key thing. And my message is built around this, is that we've got to be intentional. We've got to be intentional when it comes to marriage. In Ecclesiastes 9.9, and it's this paraphrased in the scripture, but it says this, live happily with the woman you love. The wife God gives you is your reward. Live happily with the woman you love. The wife God gives you is your reward. Now, if I flip that and talk to it as speaking to ladies today, live happily with the man you love. The husband God gives you is your reward. Now, what that speaks of for all of us is that we've got to be intentional when it comes to investing into our marriages. Investing, say you're here today and you're, you'd like to get married. And, and what it means is, is how are you investing into the person that you are becoming that the right person wants to marry? How are you investing into your life to become that person that God has for you that wants to marry you? But investment into your life when it comes to being married, whether you've been married for a month, whether you've been married for 50 years, how many know even the ones that have been married for a long time, we still need to be intentional in the way we're investing into our marriages? Who can say amen to that? And so I love this, is that marriages are made in heaven, but how many know today they are built on earth? They are made in heaven, but they're built on earth. And I've done a whole load of, of weddings and officiated weddings and and, uh, and I use that quote a lot when I'm at weddings. And uh, I love when all the people that have been married a long time and I say that statement, they're like, yeah, you can hear them kind of muttering amongst themselves, yeah, nodding their heads, you know. And uh, because we know marriages are made in heaven. God has intended our marriages to be amazing, but they're built on earth. So we've got to be intentional. And I love this out of a McCrindle study. One of the latest McCrindle studies says in Australia, one in three marriages end in divorce. They are lasting longer than two decades ago, which is good news. In 1993, the average length of marriages that ended in divorce was 10.7 years. Today, they are lasting 12.1 years on average. Now, this is Australia. This is in the US. This is in Australia. Okay? And I look at that and I think, oh, man, one in three is still too many. Way too many. A third. And I look at that and I think 12.1 years, that is not long enough. And I look at that and I think, man, for, and sometimes we look and think, oh, well, how can you change that with 24 million people or the amount of marriages that are in Australia to try and fix that? I want to tell you, we do for one what we want to do for the many. And if we look at our own lives and we look at our church and who we are, I want to encourage us all, let's be the people that turn that trend around. Let's be the people here on the Sunshine Coast that say, Lord, we don't want to be 12.1 year statistics. We're going to be the people that say, Lord, we're going to go the distance. We want to invest into our marriages. We want to, we want to get married, to grow old together, to, to, you know, to go the distance, kids, grandkids, the whole deal. Now, I understand that in life, it's not always like that. 
It's not always a perfect journey and it doesn't always work out. And I understand that because when it comes to being intentional, it takes two, doesn't it? It takes both people to be intentional. Not just one, but two. Husband and wife need to both be intentional for a marriage to be healthy and for it to work. And, uh, you know, and I, I just want to say that today because I know we've all had different experiences with this. But we still want to be the people that say, God, we want to see our marriages healthy, full of life, full of love, full of joy. All those things that last the distance. We don't want our marriages to be endured. We want them to be enjoyed, don't we? And uh, I've got a couple of bricks that I want to share today. Uh, when it comes to investment, I've got three today that I want to talk about. Now, there are many, there are many bricks that make a great marriage. And, uh, and there's a lot of good resources out there that you can get a hold of, a lot of great books, things you can listen to. Uh, but I've got three things that I want to help us with today that can help us on the journey of being married. And my first brick that I want to talk about in investment is the brick of love. The brick of love in marriage. And, uh, and I wanted to start with this because I believe that this is so important to our marriages. Is that the investment of what we are giving, what we are sowing, what we are using to build that brick. And we see here that this here is the start of a foundation. It's the start of a pillar, so to speak. And, and, and this one brick goes in amongst other bricks that can invest in building a solid structure that can be our marriages. That can last longer than 12.1 years and go the distance. But I look at the investment of love. And I love what this says here in Revelation 2.2 verse 4 and 5. And it says, but I have this complaint against you. This is Jesus speaking to us, to the church. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Do the works you did at first. See, when it comes to the investment of love, I shared two weeks ago in my message to start Sticks and Bricks series, and, uh, and I talked about the value and in the investment of love. And see, I know this, and we should all understand this today, is that when we want to get love right in our lives, then we've got to come back to the source of all love, and that is God. We've got to make sure that in our lives, if we want to be investing with love into our marriages, into our children, we want to make sure that we're coming back and finding that investment from God. See, it starts. Now, you can see in the scripture here, isn't it incredible? It says, you don't love me or each other as you did at first. How many can see there that our love with with God, our relationship with God is interconnected with our relationship with others? In Matthew 37, Matthew 22, 37 to 39, it says, You shall love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, what, what Jesus is trying to teach us here, he's the one that shared this commandment. He's the one speaking this to John in Revelation, and he's saying, Hey, if you want to get love right, you've got to start with me. It begins with me. You've got to make sure that that love relationship with God is where it needs to be. And see, there's many things and many uh, uh, causes in life and, and things that can cause love to drift. That cause love to drift away. Hey, when that comes to our relationship with God, there's things that can catch your attention. We can get busy in our businesses or busy in our study or busy in just life and circumstances and things that happen. We can make uh, some choices sometimes, get so caught up in other things that we put our relationship with God to the side. 
And then our love, our relationship with God can drift. How many know that? Hey, we've all been there. But how many know that's not God's fault, that's ours? We're the ones who have to come back and say, God, if I'm going to build with the bricks of love, I'm going to find them with you. I find them with you, and I'm going to get my relationship with you right. Hey, in doing that, it's the same thing with our marriages. So our marriages, husband or wife today, see, when our, if our love has drifted a bit, if it's gone a little bit because of circumstances of life, then see, we have to be intentional. Intentional in being able to look at that. And when it comes to being intentional, it first starts with us. It starts with me. If, if anything drifts in, in marriage, in our lives, it begins not with our spouse, it begins with us. We might be looking and thinking, oh man, it's, I need you to change this, I need you to do this, I need all these things that are ticking me off right now. But you know what? It's not about coming and accusing, it's about coming and looking at ourselves and going, Lord, I know that there's things that I, I, I think need to change here, but God, what are the things first that I need to change? What are the things I need to get right so that, Lord, if, if, if a relationship has drifted, it's not the other party's fault on their own. Hey, we're both in this together. If it's drifted, we've both got to be intentional in bringing this back. And love really begins with God and our relationship with God, but also comes back. Now, here's the key as the scripture teaches us in verse 5. It says, do the things you did at first. Do the things you did at first. Hey man, before we got married, we were so in love. We couldn't, couldn't keep each other out of our side. We were on the phone until, you know, two in the morning. You know what I mean? I had to work and get up at five the next day. You know, it's like, it's like what were the things that caused this love, this, this, this uh, not just this infatuation, but this connection that we had. And sometimes I know, I understand that after being married for 20 years or 30 years, it's not going to be the same type of love that it was when you were honeymooning. It's going to change. It's going to be different. And I know this is that as we keep investing, it's actually going to be better than what it was there. But what Jesus is trying to say to us, do the things you did at first. What has caused the drift? Maybe, you know, on the journey when you guys were just you guys and, 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 and before the kids came along, for those who've got kids, how many know when you have kids, they're a lot of work? We love them. They're incredible. And we pour our lives out into them. And our kids need our best. They do. They need us to invest into their lives, to show them love and joy and encouragement and development on the journey. Our kids need our best. But sometimes... You know, if the, if, the, if the balance has gone out of, out of whack a little bit where everything becomes about them and we're no longer investing into our relationship and into our marriage, we don't want to be at a place where it all became around them. See, I think this, it's not good for any human being to have things centered around them. Come on, walk with me on this. See, even though our kids are amazing, our, our families need to actually be centered around the marriage that's built in Christ. And out of that, out of that love relationship, then we flow that to our children. It's got to be centered around the marriage. But when it becomes centered around the kids, it's out of balance. And, and we've got to look at it and say, God, even though they need our best, we can't, at the detriment of our own relationship, not invest into our relationship. We've got to come and, and find the time. 
Hey, if I've got to change my schedule, if I've got to move some things around, if I've got to delegate some things so that I can get that date night with my wife, so I can get that date night with my husband, so I can get that time in the afternoon to sit down and have the cup of coffee, to do the things that connect and build and add, do the things you did at first, to come back. See, you know, I I know, and I've talked to people along the journey of ministry, and sometimes people can, can, can give and give and give and give and give into their kids or into a business or into something else, and they neglect their own relationship with their husband or wife, and they get to the end or 20 years down the track, and suddenly, if it's the kids, they've all moved out and they've married themselves, and suddenly you're looking at each other and like, what happened? What happened? We're, we're like roommates, you know? What, what went on? Everything got poured in. But, but I'm going to tell you today, even in those situations, you can still come back to the things you did at first. You can still come back and say, well, we lost something along the way because we poured so much out into all these other things and we didn't intentionally invest in this relationship. But hey, let's make a new beginning. Let's make a new start so that we can look at this love and get this back to where it needs to be. See, investing, I've got to tell you today, it's not like love gets capped off and there's not enough to go around. You ever notice that about love? Incredible. Kate and I got married and, and we love each other so much. But then we got pregnant with Josiah. Well, Kate got pregnant then with Josiah. We had Josiah. It was like, man, all this love poured out into Josiah and still is. Incredibly. But it wasn't like, man, we've only got enough love for Kate and I and Josiah. But then Kate gets pregnant with Riley. It's like, oh gosh, what are we going to do? Captain, this love. No, Riley comes along and, whoa, man, we love this boy. This is incredible. Here comes Riley. As he's born, it's amazing. Man, our life just got bigger. Our capacity to love just got bigger. And then comes along Abigail, our, our, our little girl. She gets born and, oh man, you can fit. Man, our family, look, this is complete. This is incredible. It wasn't like I didn't have enough love to fit in another couple of kids. And I'm good at three, by the way. Uh, but, but you know, it's not like love gets capped even with people and with, with, with friends and with, with our church and with together and with people that we work with. It's not like love gets stopped and it's like I've only got so much to give out. Hey, the more we make a choice to generously give love, God brings the overflow. He brings the overflow. So it doesn't matter where you've gotten, whether you've been married two years or 20 or 30, it doesn't matter where you are right now, you can be intentional. Say, God, even if it's drifted, we both want to be intentional. We both want to make a choice right now to intentionally invest back into this relationship so that we can get this back on track again. Hey, bring Jesus into the center of it. If you want love, then it starts with him. Bring him back into the center. Do the things you did at first, amen? And if you're looking to get married one day, just know this. How do you get your relationship with God where it needs to be? I'll tell you what, one of the most attractive things, if you're a young man here and you wanna, you wanna marry a young woman of God, then get in love with Jesus. Get in love with Jesus. Get your relationship with Him. Start serving. Start doing the things you're called to do. I tell you what, to a young woman of God, that's attractive. It is. It is. She's going to be magnetized to you, man. She's coming. All right, at the right time. And the same for a young woman here.
Sometimes you get so caught up when you're single, you're just like, man, I'm just, everything's about getting that husband or wife, getting it right. But God doesn't want our intentionality just built around them. See, God wants our lives built around Him so that He can help us become the person that's attracting them. It's bringing them along. It doesn't mean you stop looking. You're still looking, all right? But you're in balance in the way you need to be, amen? Invest with the brick of love. The next is to invest with the brick of joy. Joy is so important in the life of a marriage. See, our marriage, our marriages should not just be endured, but enjoyed. God wants a, our marriages to be enjoyed over the long distance, and, and investing into the joy of our marriages is so important. Because sometimes we can, we can just get so caught up with life, can't we? So caught up in doing the deal and, and, and business and work and study and all those things that can go on in our world. And, and, and we forget, man, when was the last time we did something that was joyful, that was fun? Hey, we need fun in our marriages so that we can have fun in our family, so we can have fun in our life. And I know that some people are, we, we look at them sometimes, their personality is a fun personality. And maybe you look today and say, oh, I'm not a fun personality. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. It doesn't mean you can't invest into having enjoyable things that you both love to do or your family loves to do together. See, fun isn't about your personality. It's just about, hey, we're doing this on this journey together. We enjoy each other. Hey, come back to the first things. Come back to the first things that built the fun, that built the joy, that, that created that, endur- that, that enjoyment, not endurance on this journey. See, we should have you know, a massive love relationship with our husband or wife, an enjoyable one. God wants us to have enjoyable marriages because God is the source of what community should look like. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm gonna tell you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they had a good time. They are having a good time. They're not having a tough time. They're having a good time. Amen? Do you believe that today? We just sang this morning, you are good, 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 always. See, God is good. He's amazing. He's full of love. He's full of joy. He's full of life. Where do you think we get joy from? We're made in the Imago Day, the image of God. Our joy comes from Him. And we've got to awaken it sometimes. We've got to awaken the wow factor in our marriages again. And what does it take? What are the first things that we need to come back to that help us invest in joy? I love what Craig Rochelle says about this. He says, when you're married, fun is not a luxury. It's a requirement. Without romance, without adventure, without physical intimacy, without fun, marriage is reduced to a simple business arrangement. You're like partners in a company, two roommates who split expenses like rent and food, yet living entirely different lives. See, fun is so important. Joy is so important when it comes to our marriages. You know, and, and what, does it, what does it take for you? What does it take for your life today, your marriage you know, where, what, were the, what were the first things that you did that you enjoyed? When was the last time you had a date night? When was the last time, if you've got young kids, that you had a night away somewhere? Hey, can I just say invest, be intentional. You know what, when you, when you don't have kids and you want to go out on a date night, how easy is it? It's like I remember ringing up Kate and going, hey babe, can we go out to dinner? To this place? She said, yeah. When? Tonight? Yeah. Let's do it. And we did it. It's that easy if we didn't have some meeting on or anything. But now it's like three weeks out. Hey, babe, let's have a date night. 
And, uh, you know, let's put this in. We, let's make some phone calls to get a babysitter or a, a relative that can help watch our children. And, uh, you know, let's book this restaurant. Let's do this. And, and it's going to cost this much money. All right, let's do it. Let's make sure our calendars align and do this. Hey, you've got to be intentional to make sure. But can I just say this? Don't just wait for that to be the answer and the be all and end all. Because if you don't invest before you get there, you could end up there and be ticked off with each other. Hello? Come on. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't do anything before we got here. We have barely talked. We were like high fives in the hallway, ships in the night. Like there's been no investment to get to this. And you get there and the dinner date and movie is meant to be everything to get this back on track. Oh, you know what I mean. But you gotta invest. You gotta take the time. You gotta, you gotta have the coffees in the afternoon. When the kids are in bed at, at night, if you've got children today, or, or when, the, you know, when you finish work and you get home and it's been a busy season, even if you don't have kids, sometimes you can be just full and there's so much going on in your world and you study, your work, you're, all these things going on, you're serving, you're doing all this stuff. How, how are you saying, how are we investing? in this moment. And so it's about investing into enjoyment, into the things that you, you first did to come back. And I gotta tell you, you gotta be planned. You gotta be scheduled, because if you don't schedule it in, you probably won't do it. And then six months later, it's like, man, when was the last time we had a date night? Why are we feeling so kind of numb right now? Why are we feeling like this right now? There's gotta be a reason, and you gotta have those conversations. Sit down and talk and go, man, oh gosh, man, has it been that long? When was the, when, when did we go? Why is it January? Gosh. Man, we gotta get this sorted. Hey, come on, how are we doing today? Enjoyment. Enjoyment. If you're single today, you're, you're believing to get married. How do you invest into the enjoyment of your friendships right now? In the relationships that you have? And just, just being in those environments and not secluding or isolating yourself, but being in community. Being in those environments, investing in joy. Because as you are doing that, you're, you're setting things up in your own life. You're setting things up as you connect with others around you and building a life that has joy in it. Okay? How are we doing? You know, just to, just to close this one out, I, you know, I love the fact the other night, Kate and I watched a comedy. Kate loves comedies. I love action. She loves comedies. And so we, we put on a comedy on Netflix and, and watched it. You know what I love the most? And Kate doesn't know this, but I love the most was Kate nearly crying in laughter at this movie. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh, this is funny, but I'm loving this more. This, this is awesome, you know? And, uh, and we had the same experience, you know, with uh, we took our kids in the holidays to see Peter Rabbit. And, uh, and, and I, one of the best parts is actually not in the movie, it's actually sitting there watching Riley, my middle son, falling off his chair, laughing his head off. He has got the best laugh. And he's just like, the whole movie theater is looking at little Riley because he's just loving every bit of it. And, uh, but but that, that's just one little bit. That's a movie. It could be something else. It could be other things that invest in the joy, in the fun, in the laughter. Hey, come on. Let's laugh in our marriages. Let's laugh in our families. Let's laugh. Let's have a good time. Let's joke. Let's enjoy the journey. And the final investment is trust. The brick of, the brick of trust. And I believe that this is one of the most important. In fact, marriage is really built around this, aren't they? Around trust. And you know, 
Every part of our marriage is about investing into this here. Investing into trust. This is one of the best bricks that we can build with. Constantly building with the bricks of trust and investing into each other and into our family, into our lives. See, marriage is our most intimate relationship that you can have. It is the most intimate relationship you can have in this world. Is marriage between a man and a woman. And that is built upon trust and the way that we give. See, we should truly know our husband or wife. There should be no secrets. There should be nothing that is held back uh, from the other because we're building a relationship, a relationship built on intimacy, on the love of God, and we're in this for life. And to build trust, it requires us to be open and honest and, and speaking and having those times with each other and not holding anything back, but showing that I'm a complete open book to you. I'm an open book. Here's the deal, is that transparency leads to greater trust. Transparency leads to greater trust. And trust leads to greater intimacy. Transparency leads to greater trust, and trust leads to greater intimacy. Now, when we look at trust, this one's really important. But even when there's things that haven't happened the way we thought, or things going on in our own world, it's important in the right moments, in the right times, to be open and honest and talking those things through with our, our husband or wife. You know, drift happens when we start to create secrets in our lives. We start to create things that our husband or wife is not aware of in our world. And if we want to keep away from the drift and keep intimacy at the center and heart of our marriage, we've just got to make sure that, man, even though it might be a little bit you know, painful in saying the stuff that I've been thinking lately or I've been doing or whatever, I've still got to come and be open and honest so that I can get this right. Because staying away from you and hiding this from you isn't helping anybody, including yourself. Open and honest about our marriage, about our life, about what we're feeling, what's going on in our world. And that's why we need to be intentional. That's why we need to come in the early parts. See, you know, when you know, most uh, infidelities that happen in a marriage, they, they don't happen just overnight. They don't happen just by chance. They're, they're, they're methodical. They're predictable because of what happened here where intimacy and re relationships started to drift a bit and instead of coming back to our spouse the way we need to, we start talking to the other person at work or, or this happens or that happens and we start, you know, it, instead, of, and we've got to keep an eye on that. We've got to create guardrails around our lives, boundaries and hedges of protection around our lives to know that, man, there's things in my life that nobody else knows but my wife. Nobody else knows but Jesus and Kate. And that's it, about my journey and my walk. And that should be the same for all of our marriages. That, hey, man, they should know everything about us. And so we've got to make sure that in this journey to build trust is about transparency. It's about openness and intimacy. About not, you know, allowing that drift. Hey, for a woman here today, not, not a, a allowing, you know, uh, someone else to come into that world uh, even if it's your girlfriends and people around you, hey, I know that it's tough sometimes. It's not always easy because sometimes in a relationship, someone's pretty stubborn and doesn't want to listen. That could be the man. That could be the woman. Okay? But even in the midst of that, it's important to know that, hey, what things can I share with someone else that probably is just too intimate that I can't bring out of this situation? Maybe it's okay for a counselor, but not just out at the coffee shop. Hey, you hearing what I'm saying today? All right? 
Now, I know this may have a little challenge to it, but I, I'm, I'm believing that we can build healthy marriages. And we've got to start with the right investments and the right bricks to come back. And see, sometimes it takes us getting to the place in our own lives where we're, we're coming before God. Because if we're married today and, and there's you know, stubbornness on the other end, and we've been stubborn as well, and you know we found that it's kind of been some walls up with each other, a lot of arguments, fights, all those things. Hey, what starts is the original. We've got to come back to God and say, God, help me on this journey. Help me to get this right in my life. Help me to get this sorted in my own world so that, God, I can invest with love, with joy, that I can invest back into trust again, that I can get this right in my own life. And I want to tell you today, if your husband or wife has been stubborn, then pray for them. Pray for them. And don't just pray for them and go, I'm praying for you. That's not good. 